Hello and welcome to the F24 podcast. My name is David and every week I ask creatives of all sorts to come over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London, culture and creativity. I'm really intrigued in people's lives and I love the stories we get when we use these three points as an angle for conversation. I love how the three parts cross over and intertwine and become a massive part of who we become as London creatives. It won't always be Londoners, but this is my hometown, so no better place to start. This is F24. This week's conversation is with Jack Murray. Jack is a creative force. I've known him to put his mind to various creative endeavours and explore and be inspired by them. We had a great conversation. It was a pleasure having him over. You can check his work out on Instagram at jackmurray86 whilst you're listening. And we recorded this in May 2017. Like the other side of the Thames, exactly what I just underneath this yeah. kind of like centre that's you couldn't really work out what's going on yeah. in there ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A Royal Festival Hall. Yeah. There wasn't any of the shops it's covered so in graph. And like people would come and go and so what that like story reminded me of in the article is like the amount of like kind of different people that would congregate there mm. and like a lot of street kids would be there yeah. and the type of kids that I don't see anymore yeah. I'm sure they yeah. exist because the system is what the system is you know what I mean and it's always going to be full through the cracks yeah, but yeah. there was these type of people that meet up in South Bank and they'll go around central London yeah. doing whatever pickpocketing and it's almost like this Dickensian Chapter 1, London. Jack really has explored this city and not many people have been to the places he's been. But to kick it off, we'll start in Kentish Town, North London, where he tells us what it was like in the manor, going to school, the local area and the mix of people he grew up with. And we also talk about his political household and his introduction to music and skateboarding at an early age. Easy, Jack. Yes, how's it going? Wicked, man. Wicked. Thank you for coming. Yeah, cheers for having me down here. Wicked, wicked. So, um, might as well let's start at the beginning, as I do with all the shows. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Where are you born? Uh, born in the Royal Free Hospital. Nice. Yeah. Hanging yeah. And then uh, we first lived in a house in Queen's Crescent um, until I was about five. And this is all Camden, Chalk Farm? Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah Queen's yeah. Crescent's like, for those that don't know, it's Kentish Town West essentially, yeah. and then it kind of leads on to Chalk Farm. Um, but then we moved out of there when I was about five and moved up to like Tufnell Park, like North Kentish Town essentially, mm-hmm. by the Forum. Grew up around, there. around there. Yeah. And then local so schools and all that. Yeah, there, so I, I live right next to Acton Burley, um, which was one of the one of the schools in the area. Uh, so yeah, that was yeah. And what, what grew decade up. was this? Uh, so I started at Acton Burley in 97 okay. and then finished, you know, like... Um, 2002, 2003, something like that, yeah. And um, what was, um, so obviously so a secondary school, what uh-huh. was, um, what were you kind of into? Like, were you into? Uh, well, actually, like, when, like, primary school, I was mad on football. Yeah, because that's it, I think the reason I bring it back is that yeah. there's something happens in your early, early years when you f- discover interest. Yeah. And like, so, it, you, and then you get in the habit of, of liking something and, and then finding something else to like and so yeah, on. So yeah, cut, yeah. a couple of bits from back then. Yes, yeah, so like, so really my primary school I went to Gospel Oak uh-huh. um, and that was very much kind of the primary school where it was mostly kids from Queen's Crescent yeah. went there. It was very football, football, football yeah. and all that kind of thing. Um, so I had like great friends there, I guess, when I was young, but like... Um, as I got a bit older, I got more into like music. Yeah. You know, I started getting into like Indian Britpop because of okay. the time it was. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, Oasis yeah, were huge yeah. then. Mid, early, early and mid nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, um, 
went into that and and skateboarding as well. So that all came in late primary school time. Yeah, yeah. 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 But kind of the guys from um, from my primary school went to all wanted to go to William Ellis, which is right. where you went, right? No, my son goes. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to go to like Ackland Burley yeah. mixed school and. They were still very much football, 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 and I wanted to kind of. I was interested in starting a band, and like, so you knew already by then you were you were slightly like not following the herd in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like my parents would, and people said, "Oh, no, Ackland Burley's like the, do you know what I mean? Yeah. More arty school. You're probably like." And so was it arty at home? Uh, no, not really. No, no, very much like uh, political. Okay. Um, so like my parents actually met in the Communist Party. Wow. Yeah, back in um. Should know, but late seventies, yeah. early eighties, and fully involved in the kind of like you know movement for workers' rights or peace that campaigning. For a, a Queen's Crescent kid, I suppose. No household into those streets. They were going. No, so yeah, no. that's where. I mean, there was all you know, like it's a different point of view you grew up with, I suppose. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Known that there is a different point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was always that weird thing, actually. So say growing up, where. Um, you know, I always lived in a nice house, big right. house, and a lot of the kids uh, at my primary school mostly lived in estates in Queens Crescent. But of the of the yeah, and they, but they would all be dressed in like mad designer clothes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and because my parents were super like communist yeah. and they anti that stuff, I was always in ragtag yeah, like yeah. charity shop yeah. stuff. So it was quite weird trying to work well, out yeah, like the, what the uh, character estate aspirations are another level. Yeah, like, right. I'm, I'm I'm from one now. Yeah. Believe me, I, when I look back on it now, it really baffles the fuck. Higher purchase for things you can't afford. Always wanting the fucking Gucci belt. Yeah, you know what I mean the Nike trainers, and yet there's normal kids growing up elsewhere outside the estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up normally. That's yeah. it. But, but like, I didn't feel like I was normal. Yeah, no. Because they would all come to like pick them up with bags of sweets. They'd all be wearing like Armani, yeah. and I thought my my setup was weird, which yeah, I guess yeah. is unusual. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For it, you know, like. Um, for, to have that juxtaposition, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we don't yeah. understand at that age. You know, no. it's, it's, grass is green and probably doesn't even really uh, go through properly. But it, that's what it kind of was like at that age. You know, what I mean? yeah. You look at something else and you're like, what? And especially when there's a gang of them and they're all yeah, you just want to fit in, don't course, you? Yeah. yeah. But then, so t- by the end of the primary school, yeah. into uh, going into secondary school, you'd realised there's something maybe you'd realise maybe not because you're still a kid but mm. you're obviously thinking differently and it's probably yeah. to do with how your household is and then yeah. you, you're dis- discovering that you've got a love for music yeah 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 Burley then pushes because Burley's an art school basically yeah. isn't it yeah. arts yeah so that must have benefited you definitely yeah but like like you say you don't really understand no, what not. you're looking for or what, where you slot in no. there was a couple of kids from my primary school um who were like into different things as well but they're actually like kids that had grown up in Spain until they were like six and yeah. came over here yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean I'm a bit more like yeah. open minded I guess even I at that it's age a, it's about it man it really is it's just it doesn't matter where you're from but if there can be just that one thing that can be slightly just off from the conventional yeah, yeah. it then or conventional thing from that environment mm-hmm. you then you've then grown yeah, do you know what I mean? You're already you're you're gonna step. So like people would maybe walk past your house and think, "What the fuck? Look where Jack lives! Oh yeah. my god!" Yeah, yeah. But then they go in, 
and then they see you're standing there in a pair of jeans that are ripped or you've got a hole in your t-shirt yeah, and yeah, you've got yeah. some raggedy trainers <laughs> yeah, and yeah, well, yeah. you're back to playing ramen <laughs> yeah. football when you're up back and they're like yeah, yeah, a little urchin yeah, yeah, yeah. the kids at the door <coughs> is wearing a Reebok tracksuit and some fresh yeah, tracks and course. they just come from the, the manor around the corner yeah 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 yeah, it must have been. Yeah, but then like you know, as I was saying, at Clumberley was um, a real mix of people. Yeah, and I remember being quite like shocked at like how straight away the diversity. You're know, like in year seven, straight away, just like people from all different backgrounds, and it yeah. was like standard that there was a few people in my year that were already skating. Yeah, or already into like different things, and people were looking to start bands and shit. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, which yeah, amazing. yeah, like which was kind of. Yeah. It just yeah changed everything really. And do you think that was a lot to do with maybe the type of parents that wanted to send their kids to those schools? Because to have a group of people straight away, for yeah, you to pick that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Ackland Burley was always a good state school. Yeah. Um, the area, Tufnell Park, Kentish Town is completely mixed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it always has been. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so it reflected that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they so they encouraged like music. They encouraged art massively. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a really good school, man. I mean, I don't know whether it's still the same or. No, I mean, I went to yeah. look at it with Josh back then. Um, William Ellis has picked, but um, I like Burley, and he's actually going to be doing his college stuff there anyway with the swap, which I'm happy about as well. Right, it's, it's a good art school. And so basically, from there is when you start to realise, okay, cool. So there's you've already come from a house where it's. Mm. it's pretty much unconventional you've got communist yeah. parents and obviously it must have been hard to be a communist in the 90s but they must yeah. have had certain beliefs and yeah. adapted and changed the society uh-huh. slightly but you so you've come from that as a different mind state from home not conventional to the other 30 kids probably in your uh-huh. class maybe yeah. one or two others might have been like that yeah and then you're spotting cultures and you're seeing skaters and you're into mm. music and yeah so you knew then culture was a good thing to pick on as yeah. well as continue with school and do that thing and understand yeah. people have to work but uh-huh. you found culture yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and what was, was did you did, did you skate did you get into yeah that skating from like before i started secondary school but then obviously okay. i met like a lot of skaters there people that you know just yeah, paint with and yeah, yeah. um so like my mum was always would always say like as long as I was with a couple of the older lot, then I could go down to South Bank or Cantalows or, or wherever. So, like from when I was about eleven, I was going down to South Bank. Sick. Like yeah, in the late nineties sort so of thing. That's gonna be my next question. Then what was yeah. that step into the city? Yeah, to go and see London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. yourself, obviously, I presume you've gone around with your, your mum and dad and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, but it's different, isn't it's it? As soon as you get let off, the yeah, you get off that lease. So yeah, that, that was your first like trips out with probably yeah basically um because right. with a few kind of older bank boys south bank yeah I, and i was i was thinking about it recently actually uh south bank because it's kind of bleak but like i stumbled across well just like a, like an article about that guy that um poor dude who got thrown off on um, the bridge hungerford bridge yeah which is like a millennium i think or 1999 i can't right. remember around that time but like I completely forgot about it yeah. and it was one of the guys who used to skate there at the time and then they got basically robbed on the bridge and oh, then shit. thrown over and one of them died one of them survived but it got me thinking about South Bank because I kind of forgotten what it was like there yeah, and obviously yeah. that's super negative but then I, it just got the train of thought going about like, it used to be so like uh, desolate there yeah but I, I tell you what I don't think it's negative man it's yeah. the point is it's a reality and it, it's part of how London's changed yeah 
it's changed for us because we're older. Yeah, it's obviously changed as well. The kids are experiencing something different. Yeah, in various ways. But yeah, South Bank back in the nineties was. And that's I mean the, the quite, skating quite thing is, uh, is one of the relics from that, isn't yeah. it? Because you, yeah, it was abandoned, so people. That's it. Skating. It was abandoned. Not yeah. abandoned, but like you it kind of was, if it was yeah. built now, you wouldn't. No, the space would not be there. No, yeah. No, no. Well, the space might be the there. The space might be, but not for these people. Not for them no. to use yeah, in that way. Exactly, yeah. It and I think, like, place. you know, like uh, like what you're saying, it had that feeling of abandonment. Like, the other side of the Thames, exactly what I was just underneath this yeah. kind of, like, centre that's... You couldn't really work out what's going on yeah. in there ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A Royal Festival Hall. Yeah. There wasn't any of the shops covered in graph. And, yeah. like, people would come and go. And so what that, like, story reminded me of in the article was, like, the amount of like kind of different people that would congregate there mm. and like a lot of street kids would be there yeah. and the type of kids that I don't see anymore yeah. I'm sure they yeah. exist because the system is what the system is do you know what I mean and it's always going to fall through the cracks yeah, but yeah. there was these type of people that meet up in South Bank and they would go around central London yeah. doing whatever pickpocketing and it's almost like this Dickensian like yeah, yeah kind of thing which and like I don't know I just remember South Bank but you know on the other side it was just you'd meet so many different people yeah. and everyone would be brushing your shoulders it just like uh, created that mad energy which yeah. still exists today and why people fight to kind of save it I guess yeah, yeah. but it, what's what's nuts is how fast London has changed and that Dickensian feel that we got a glimpse of yeah because we saw the 90s yeah it changed so much mm. like the city has changed completely and yeah yeah I think it's the same in every major city because like, people talk about oh, New York or they talk about certain parts of Paris or yeah. it's happening worldwide like every city is getting <coughs> changed of some sort definitely yeah up and adapting with its areas um, but it was the fact that places like that breed culture mm. it's the same Completely. as the waves and the warehouses yeah like, shit, desolate spots but they, they can tend to breed a culture if the right people find those spaces yeah 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 and so after skating what was it so you mentioned painting did you so uh, whilst at Burley you, were, you started doing graffiti yeah yeah started painting there um, and that was with the same kind of crew uh, yeah but like Burley had a weird thing I don't know if it's weird I think it was quite kind of unusual because people from other schools didn't have the same maybe Hampstead had a similar thing but yeah. Burley when I started there like every, a lot of people had tags yeah. and it didn't mean they did it properly but everyone yeah, yeah, had yeah. tags and all the halls were kind of yeah. like covered in tags yeah the Hampstead I remember I yeah. didn't go there but my friends that went there, I remember that being quite you were right it's quite similar yeah I think it was like a northwesty thing yeah, because yeah, there's, he's, yeah there's like a long line of people that went there to those schools yeah and I mean there was even a piece in this in the school when I started there there was, a, there was an info yeah. right yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I started, there was an info dub in, in the school in the school yeah and yeah. the story was that basically they'd been bombing the halls yeah because it was info went there and I don't know, a couple of other people. And eventually yeah. when they got, like, stainer tags in the hallways, eventually yeah. when they got caught, they were like, how do we stop this from happening because it's out of control? Right. And they were like, basically, if you let us paint a piece in the school and it yeah. stays there, we'll stop bombing in the hallways. Okay. So they were like, cool, yeah, just let us know when you want to come and do it. And they are like, no, we'll break in and do it when we want to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it appears, when it appears, basically, yeah. you can't paint it. Okay. All, all the hallways oh. are getting <laughs> So it was there. I think Sick. it... I don't know if it's still there, man, but I definitely... Yeah. It made a piece of history for that school. It was a piece of history. Yeah, because, yeah. like, sh- you know, Shaq, you know, mm-hmm. not Shaq... Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot a lot of, of that, writers. a lot of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there was like, um, 
like Burley and Hampstead is that like a little like northwest thing at that yeah, time yeah, yeah. because even like say people who went to school like Highgate Woods over yeah. like Crouch End like, yeah. they never had any of that no. they had loads of like rappers and things like that because yeah. obviously it was Wood Green and Tottenham people yeah. went there as well but like graffiti culture they didn't know anything was, about it it was literally I know exactly in the 90s there was yeah. a strip yeah yeah going through London where it stopped literally after, was, yeah. in a, was in its own little bubble mm. where yeah I know exactly what you mean because like, like you know you're saying like Sheck I mean, and all the, you know yeah. those kind of writers yeah. and then in my Ray, school you yeah. had Tyke and yeah. um, Louis when he was writing yeah you know, right so you had Hack and uh, range yeah. like that but then they had all of like the kind of the younger little like Rue boys that would have that style that was based on Sheck and Arcs and Leeds and all of that yeah so like there was the, all of that kind of aspect of graffiti culture huh? yeah. yeah like massively um, and then uh, which I don't think really happens anymore do you know what I mean yeah, I haven't seen it's not movie. graffiti isn't really a thing that's picked up by like you know like no. People it's not picked up in the same way though. No, like it's yeah. it's much more of like a, a different demographic probably now. Yeah, People I think it's do a it. lifestyle choice. Yeah, part of it could be maybe now a lifestyle choice rather than just a culture or yeah. something that you do along with along with something else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether the dedication there or the choice. Yeah. To zoom in. I don't know. Oh, fuck knows. Yeah, yeah. Seven, but, but it's definitely yeah. There's that, and then uh, <clears throat> so when my my year started. Like uh, so, like monkey was in my year, okay. and the rest of the year above, and you know, there's a bunch of us yeah. in Burley, and like we were all quite into because we had the the, the legal wall in Burley. Yeah. Like we were into yeah, painting pieces. Right. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We wanted to learn to like paint proper, yeah. like graffiti art, essentially. You know, yeah. from when we were like that was what you wanted like, to get. Yeah, you when we started, like, when we were like yeah, twelve, yeah. thirteen, yeah, yeah. we're like, oh, we want to be able to do you know, like the pieces yeah. in graffitism and shit. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you had all of the little like. They were called MDS, you know, they're yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, doing all the tags and yeah. trying to rob everyone and shit like MDS that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so even that. then, there was like this funny, like, uh, battle of like what you perceive graph to be, and, yeah. and both trying to enforce it, and how, how you're going to mold that. And make yeah, it real, which make never it stopped thing, my yeah. whole life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. always been the other side of people being like, no, it's like this, and yeah. I'm like, well, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but well, so, like yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they used to get pissed off at us because we would do like big pieces. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or try and do big pieces, yeah. and they would do little Tabby tags. I'm I'm better than you, innit? And yeah. I'll fucking take your shit. <laughs> sort of thing. It's like some things never change. So my chrome here with a pink outline, which is the size of my shoulders. Yeah. Of my shoulders. I was, I'm still better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. pieces back then, man. Like, they, style. Yeah, not fully, man. <clears throat> and so oh, yeah. bad. we used to jump over the fence on the weekend to paint that. Spot. Yeah. Early, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I had a good run. Had a good run. I painted it about two or three years ago. Did you? We walked into the school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you still paint it? Yeah. I, You'd I have to go in on a day and go through yeah. the actual school, didn't you? Yeah. The school with Darren and a few other people walked right Jokes. through. I know someone must have walked. Sam was there. Yeah. Leopard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone had said something because I don't. I literally oh no! Was just like, it was. It was temp. That's right. Temp hooked it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. About five years ago. Yeah, maybe. I'll yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when we first started there, there was still like all the uh, brick walls. Yeah. But there was like um, like there was sub dubs. There was some old like writers that were like BTA. Yeah. Quite so, and range. Yeah, but then some of their friends okay. and some interesting looking like weird old school pieces. 
There was a few things in there, basically. Like RCS lot or something. Yeah, it must have been. Maybe yeah. that, yeah, probably right. Um, I took an old school New York guy there once. Right. Oh, was that... Um, Ease. Ease. I remember yeah. watching him do yeah. that piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. That was quite early on when it became a legit yeah. thing because, like, basically what happened was... Uh, there's a teacher called Mr Foster at Burley. He used to drink at the Boston in right. Tufnell Park with, like... DDS boys yeah yeah like Sub and Bosch and stuff like okay. that he knew them and so like uh, when he saw us doing outlines in class he was like oh yeah I know DDS blah 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 like do you want to get into like you can do some stuff behind the sports hall if you want to get into like oh, doing pieces yeah. and we were like yeah yeah of course so he so set up some thing get in. yeah yeah so he set up some thing like every Tuesday evening was like graffiti club oh, and God. underneath Burley there's basically the whole perimeter of it the yeah. whole whatever you yeah, like, yeah. the whole block is taken up by underground maze of basements is it yeah called the void and like it's basically <laughs> it's mad and you link onto the tracks as well under they there? do yeah, yeah there's used to be a hole in the wall um that you could go from the tracks into the void but like some guy um who's like you know probably about 10 years older than me but we used to go to Burley he had a map from like the 80s that they made um, oh yeah of like the whole the, the maze of it but basically Mr Foster was like yeah we need to go down there to get the, the spray paint because he had all these old like car plans that he was going to give to us to let us paint oh yeah yeah so like <clears throat> took us down there and it's just like all of the shittest car plans that weren't used do you know what yeah. I mean like Harvest Gold yeah, and fucking yeah, yeah. Antique Pink with <laughs> glitter in it um, but then so we he gave us all this paint and long story short we just made a fucking mess behind there and it like yeah. The, yeah like everything slowly you went, went. Up to the wall? Yeah, 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 yeah 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 not in the void so you had, but at that point you didn't know though you, no, you we couldn't just, have known the, the rules no we did we knew that like we probably shouldn't go over that but you know your kids yeah, yeah, yeah. and someone does a tag that clips one of them you're like oh it's fuck now anyway yeah, so yeah. do you know yeah, what exactly I mean line, <laughs> yeah yeah and then before we know it we kind of all looked so around and we're like oh so wicked but I'd say then that was it graffiti was the thing yeah yeah and along with graffiti music I presume was still a passion yeah yeah so well like at that time I also played in a like a punk band oh sick yeah okay. with um Dr. G oh, and yeah, yeah, uh, I used to do the face and um my friend Joe who were like a three piece little punk band from when I started in Burley oh right yeah um, so I was doing that and skating and to be honest Graf I was like I saw it as too much of a like like almost like an American thing okay like yeah, yeah, when the yeah. monkey said oh, I want to be in my crew I was like what are you talking about man <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> I was, like, I was yeah. just picturing like fucking break dancing yeah, and all that was like, that wasn't me yeah. I was like yeah I, I just wasn't that. yeah it didn't really click but then uh yeah, so doing that, um, so skating, band, bit of tagging, but like not really like... Chapter 2, Culture. Jack found culture at a young age and experimented with the freedoms that they gave him from the start, even if he didn't realise it. He talks about the confidence culture can bring to a teenager and how his first forays with cannabis may have played a part in him losing a bit of steam. We talk about pissed off teachers and exam grades and also getting his head around a culture that could give him more than he firstly perceived after visits to Berlin and Barcelona. To be honest, Graf, I was like, I saw it as too much of a, like, 
like almost like an American thing. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, remember yeah. Monkey said, oh, "I just want to be my crew." I was like, "What are you talking about, man?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing like fucking break dancing yeah, and all that. Was like, that wasn't me. Yeah. I was like, I'm living in Kentish town, "Yeah, I just wasn't." That. Yeah, didn't really click. But then, uh, yeah, so doing that, um, band skating, band, bit of tagging, but like not yeah. really like looking at graph in that way. Yeah, so doing that, um, band skating, band, bit of tagging, but like not yeah. really like looking at graph in that way. Um, and then how that? Yeah, then the band thing because we were so young, we basically we did a few gigs, and they went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did one, and it just fucked up. And because we were so young, and the reception we got from it was like really cold. We went out to Reading. Okay. Um, we just kind of got disheartened. Uh, and that kind of folded Confidence in. Got hit a lot, and I suppose at that age, yeah. it's quite hard to take, especially if yeah. you put up. Yeah, and then to, yeah, it was a hard thing to keep <laughs> up as well. We were dedicated, really dedicated yeah. to it. Um, but then, you know what? To be honest, it was just like weed got in the way of like everything. Okay. Yeah, so it's like yeah. skating when I get down to South Bank. <laughs> it used to be smoke a zoo at the end after you fucking tried a few things, and yeah. then it'd be like smoke a zoo first, and yeah. then like, oh, I'm like, jumping down them stairs, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, you just turn like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you couldn't really deal with like smashing your elbow and stuff yeah. and you're too lean. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's normal. I think every teenager, yeah, 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 everything yeah. they do, kind of grounded to a halt. Because so, you, I was obsessed with weed as well. I thought yeah. it was like a hobby. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so we yeah. all just got so into weed that we weren't doing anything. Basically, so that, that was a culture that took over then. Yeah, it was. Took over all of it. Yeah, 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 it was. And like every in my year before that, we were like the, the skater kids, right. and we started smoking weed before everyone else. Right. And it, like they always did, like cuss us for it, call us druggies. Yeah. But then by like. We started way too young, but then by like year nine, year ten, yeah. everyone had kind of like loosened up on their little identities and tribes, yeah. and were just just into smoking weed together. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, and then like you know, yeah, it's just how it works out, I guess. You know, sometimes you'd think, oh, I could have made it as a band, or could have, you know what I mean? But really, it's just the way it goes. And then uh, it might, it might. It's exactly what we were listening to, uh, Zadie Smith. You know. The, okay. Yeah. Author, yeah. On the author, podcast yeah. the other day, and she makes exactly the same point. Yeah. Yeah. But she says that she grew up because I don't know if she. I think she went to Hampstead or whatever. But yeah. They grew up, and she talks about growing up how everybody in North London was smoked weed. Right? Yeah. So that's what they do in their yeah. pastime. But she also says that. Um, Looking back, there are a few people who were supposed to be footballers or yeah. supposed to be this, and that she puts weed down yeah. to yeah, yeah. the reason why a lot of that stuff back then didn't happen. Yeah. But, you know, I mean... Yeah, it's hard to look back and, like... <laughs> I know I would have, like, been academic, probably. Yeah. Maybe. A bit if I had, maybe. Yeah, like, you know, I had a genuine, like, interest and passion in, like, history and sociology okay. and things, but, like, I could not do... Essays. I was just always stoned in school, so things like that. But I don't know, there. But it's different, isn't it? Say you didn't ever get into that culture and be part of that weed culture that probably leads on to like rave culture stuff. It's you've you might be a pro skater, you might be a footballer, but like probably like I would say the chances of a bit bit less romance in your life. Do you know what I mean? Growing up, like there are lots of pro skaters and that who did grow up smoking weed yeah of course well, yeah, so. yeah 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 probably no football there's obviously a lot Weezy. of people that you know may have fucked up their lives yeah. because of cannabis but I've, I've 
I just kind of believe that some people, and I don't even think they fuck up their lives, it's just like, look, some dreams are just too big to achieve for some people. Yeah, yeah. Because we all live at such different levels and our minds are at such different levels. It's not always cannabis that's the knockout. No, I, can no. I, I fully <coughs> understand how it can make you think, mm. I'm not jumping on them stairs, I can't be fucked. And yeah. there's obviously days where you're just like, I can't wait to do that work today, man, I'm going to get high. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. that, but I think, you know, I've smoked for 20 something, nearly 20 something years now. Yeah. I've tried to make sure it doesn't, it has taken over my life and made me not do shit. Yeah. But I think when you realise that, it's up to you whether you want to. No, of course. To move yeah. on. So, yeah. yeah. But there's a difference as well to like people that adapt to, say, if, if you like smoking weed or mm. whatever yeah. it might be, like, really, that's whatever it. your vice is, if you're still kind of getting your stuff done and yeah. whatever yeah. else at your own pace, that's yeah. fine. But I think, like, with the te- like, teenage years. Yeah. Like I definitely wouldn't want my my kid starting that young. No right. way, because I'm, I've just yeah. like I could feel yeah. that I'd like I, done something to my brain. Well, this is <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, I don't think it's right for kids, man. Especially nah. we should go through puberty first. Basically, do, bottom line, like, <laughs> feel true to that, like, look, man, like you've got to wait till your brain matures for this. Yeah. he's got mates. He doesn't. He says he doesn't smoke, and I believe him. But yeah, he's got mates that do, and I'm like. You know, and a couple of them already fucked up over the last <coughs> six months mm-hmm. or so after smoking for like a year or two. Yeah. All these things are really dramatically showing that they're failing in certain things. And yeah, yeah. So just wait for your mind to mature, man. You're right. You did yeah. start too young. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so. Look, but then Graf was great, like going so back to it. that. Was yeah. Like, so you'd. You'd loved music and you got the band and you'd been introduced to graffiti but yeah. it was a bit of a weird thing but it was skating as well was a, you know really hardcore and yeah. you, you walked into weed uh, unassumingly yeah. and before you knew it it was the thing yeah, yeah. but then graffiti was graffiti was the best thing I think for that age because yeah. like it had it has everything mm. that when you, you know say, say that, like they're kind of the the rebellious nature of why you get into punk music or why you want to play punk music graffiti completely satisfies that like slightly yeah. anti-system thing do you yeah. know what I mean with skating it used to be about you know like looking at your city environment and how you're going to like use it in a creative way yeah. I mean, you'd always be looking for like curbs and like so transitions and, and completely different with different eyes yeah, yeah. so graph was the same it was like yeah. you were looking at how you can you know get your name about and it also fed into the, the pure creativity because yeah. obviously it like you know it has yeah. It's, it's, it gave it's, you one more level. It's actually. an artistic subculture, isn't yeah. it? At the end of the day, like you know, some people say it's just bombing and it's not, yeah. but really, it's a creative thing, yeah, of course. It's so it's like a, it's a creative. It had it, yeah. ha, you know, for a teenager, I think it has everything. Yeah, like and it, you know, throughout your life, it can have everything. Yeah, but yeah. definitely at that time, when you're just smoking weed, you don't really want to be that. You're not that sociable. No. Do you know what I mean, you haven't really worked out where you fit in, yeah. and that's why graphs obviously known to be that thing that yeah. kind of you know helps adolescence it really does um, I think you know it's one of the best confidence builders as well definitely like because you end up falling in love with the culture so much that you end up having to take part and do things that you never thought you would do or thought you'd ever have the balls to do and you realise fuck yeah. I'm doing yeah 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 and then hopefully as you grow older you end up putting that into other parts of your life yeah exactly you realise that that confidence yeah. that you've built isn't just for that activity yeah yeah and well you've done you've kind of made something yeah, of yeah. yourself like, outside of the, the confines of you know yeah. education system yeah, yeah. because you're told you're only going to be something yeah, if yeah, you yeah, yeah, basically yeah. if, if you, you exceed in, in yeah. school and it's very rare I didn't you know there was hardly anyone that was like before the age of 18 no one really stands out 
being known for something yeah. they're doing yeah. you maybe like obviously MC and DJ yeah. and things like that you there's can start getting things, a rep but they're, yeah, yeah. they're very and few deeper than that violinists or yeah whatever. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah sure but yeah, come yeah. On, let's be honest yeah. it's a real small percentage in terms of the thousands or millions of kids that go to school yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 exactly no exactly you're right there's a few yeah. athletes that stand yeah, exactly. out and you yeah, can yeah, tell you, from young they're gonna they're already being scouted and they're gonna do well, but, but not, that's a yeah, very small. Yeah, it's a fucked thing, man. It, it's, it's not directed right. God yeah, to fix it. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't help kids find it. So expect this expectancy of these kids mm. is ridiculous because you're right. You get to eighteen, nineteen, you've experienced more, you see more mm. cultures involved in your life, hopefully mm-hmm. in some sense, and you can start to kind of pick about who you yeah. want to be and what, what that, for. Uh, well, you who you want to be for then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because inevitably you change. Yeah. Mm. But what's interesting about that is. Do you remember that right of fur, SHK? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I remember back in the day at Carnival, remember everyone used to paint the boards that go along yeah. Yeah. Western Road or whatever. And um, he did a piece that said promotion, question mark. This is like back in the day, and he was like going on about how graph is like self-promotion, it's like advertising, yeah. Yeah. it's like getting out there, it's like doing this thing. And at the time, I remember thinking, what is he on about? Like, yeah, promotion, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the time there was no social media. Yeah. But nowadays everybody is promoting themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then, graph was a way, like you're saying, yeah, to yeah. give somebody a voice for somebody yeah. to yeah, say, yeah. "I'm here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody to achieve something. Like yeah. What you're saying about yeah. standing out and yeah. doing that stuff because there wasn't social media back then. Yeah. It was less of an outlet for yeah. that to happen. Yeah. But nowadays, like it's mm-hmm. people can get that by just taking selfies. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's because we're old, life, but, but it just. It, I think back at it as being a lot more genuine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm wrong though, because I'm not an 18 year old kid out there painting now with an Instagram account, but that's the automatic move now. Mm. So, right, I'm going to go to the shop and buy some Montanas, I'm going to go yeah. to the legal wall, I'm going to get my iPhone out, I'm going to take a photo, I'm going to get some likes online. Yeah. Whether I, 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 Obviously, that's not the only part of the culture. Like no, the no. way that we got into it must have felt when yeah. I look back at it and I talk about it, it feels like that was a bit more fulfilling yeah well because like even if you, you like now you start a graph and, and you want to stay away from social media you're still getting fame from social media because oh, people post it do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, you go yeah. on a popular page or whatever like yeah, if yeah. you're active yeah you're going to be yeah, viewed yeah. on on Instagram as before it was just you had to be yeah. you had to get more up before Literally, I'm not saying people get less up now no, but no. you did have to get more up yeah, if you yeah. wanted to have a level yeah. of fame and so Fur was right it, it was about being out there and branding and promotion yeah. yeah it's quite a foresight I suppose in the mid to late 90s with him yeah yeah I think like the, you know say the biggest say like garage MCs from pirate radio back in the day or the yeah. biggest graffiti writers from pre-social media time yeah. if you translated their fame on a street level and the buzz yeah. they had yeah, yeah. at the time to like followers on Instagram yeah. now they would be huge yeah. do you know what I mean they'd yeah. be like they'd have this mass they'd be the biggest <coughs> following but like you know they're the people you see now come to Instagram it's a different generation yeah, everyone's exactly. looking for who the young kid yeah, is doing yeah. it now sort of thing and they, they instantly get fast tracked into the, the world of Instagram do you know what I mean it's, the world's moving way too yeah. fast with all of that shit mm. that's another story of course <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you must be coming to the end of secondary school now uh-huh. you've realised that I'm a smoker for now <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm, I'm blatantly going to get on this writing thing yeah doing this graffiti and that's going to yeah. be the culture I pick and yeah you didn't so no point at that time, actually, what were you thinking? You're about to leave school. You're going to go to college. Uh, yeah, like Sixth form the end of um, the end of secondary school. 
I realised I did want to do something like artistic, so creative. At as, that age, you knew. Yeah, but I didn't know how to. I you didn't, didn't really, know how to get into it. No, no. that's the education system no. I'm telling you. But but you you weren't thinking. I now need to grow up and get. A, I've got to think about getting a job and being part of society. Or did you think uh, my part of society is going to be contributed with? Do you know what? Like, yeah, I guess like my parents always well supportive of whatever I wanted to do, but they weren't creators. They weren't going to hook me up with some internship with, do you know what I mean? Whatever, it's a different world. So like, uh, I was trying to work out how I could kind of find my little way into doing something creative, and like, I wasn't like a graphic designy person. Basically, at that time, now I was still just immersed in graph so yeah. like from like 15 to <coughs> 18 it was just non-stop all it was was, was graph 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 was that, yeah so I, I what happened I went to um, because I didn't get the grades at the end of GCSEs yeah. I had to retake yeah. in year 12 and do uh, at the time it was a art and design GMVQ okay. at William Ellis and then by the time I finished that course into that year they introduced a new course at the college yeah. which was a two year art and design BTEC which you didn't need the GCSEs for and you could get into uni so like it's annoying that they didn't do it yeah, yeah. the first year so I was like alright well year, fuck it you know I still yeah. want to <coughs> do this but my GMVQ in year 12 was over at Ellis yeah. over there and then when I came back to Burley like all of the teachers Basically, I just had a reputation from when I was younger, right. and all of the teachers like just made it really difficult for me. Fuck basically, it. yeah, because I just had a, a reputation as like a cheeky, like stoner kid yeah. who's not going to bother. Yeah. And, and if you would have stayed there, maybe they yeah. would have continued being used to you and allowed you to be. Yeah, there. because you'd left and then come back. It was like this vibe of like Jack yeah. Murray's coming back. Yeah. Oh, like, shit, don't Jack give him, Murray's don't give back. him an easy, easy yeah, ride. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, I did. I by this point, I loved art, <coughs> and like. Uh, and then the grades came at the end of the the year, yeah. and they just given me like straight Fs, and like oh, basically picked holes, just found ways to like grade my stuff like real bad, and like it was just pissed me off so much that so I just I left basically. Um, but at that time, I was already doing. It was funny because people kept asking me at the time if I wanted trucker hats right. with you know like yeah, customized yeah, yeah. and customized trainers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a big thing, so loads of people from the area were getting me to do it. And I was just charging them like a score or something, I can't remember, yeah. but just you know, I had a little pot of money and I was like, yeah, yeah, like, um, I was like, all right, cool, could yeah. probably do something with this. And actually, Solo One used to get me to down to his studio yeah. in um, Brockwell Park Lido, and yeah. I used to help him with banners for Kung Fu, um, which was obviously like you know, 16, it was a yeah, yeah, you know, Quite confidence booster, yeah, 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 I could say to my friends, like, I've got I'm my banners this. up in Kung Fu, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? So I could see how, and he would tell me, like, you know, if you just create something every day always look for the opportunities yeah. you know blah 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 there's a path there you can you yeah can I could see it. a path um, but at the same time I was still like all over the place yeah yeah, yeah. you're a teenager uh, yeah a teenager obviously yeah, yeah. Uh, so then yeah then what did I do then I basically got into um Snore started doing much more illustration stuff. Okay, so you've now got a crew of people around you, yeah, friends. Yeah, but like by the time I was like seventeen, <coughs> yeah, like you know, the rest of the original people from ATG had all gone off. Actually, all right. So let's just jump back a touch. Yeah, where, where was ATG formed at the school? 
So there was well, it was time, it was actually it was formed in Hampstead. Okay. Um, by Asset and right. his pals. And then, but that so you were all in school at that time. We were all in school, but not really going to school. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. year eleven, you're yeah, fading yeah, yeah. it out. Yeah, like, yeah, um, fade out. so that's what ATG kind of sparks. Then you become a crew. Yeah. And then by the time you're seventeen, eighteen, people are starting to in the crew are starting to. Yeah. So from when I was fifteen, that's when like you know I was fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. ATG started. I was the youngest. Yeah. And then it was like. Yeah, f- three or four years of yeah. just solid yeah. graph. Yeah, basically non-stop, always just living in each other's houses, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and but then, like you know, just people drifted off a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like just naturally, yeah, yeah. Snow went to uni. Asset was away, went away traveling. Rest kind of just went off on his own thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Traveling and like you know, we got into Buddhism. Basically, just drifted away from that lifestyle yeah. uh, and it was kind of like I remember catching myself coming back on a night bus from South and I d- at that point I decided to start going out on my own right. because like rest had shown me how to like climb rooftops I worked out the formula yeah. I was like right I'll fuck it I'll just do this all on my own and was going around London a lot like Sick. but then I, I got to a point when I just kind of felt like you know, not in not in a big-headed way, but because I was painting all the time around London, I could see who was doing what yeah. and who wasn't. Yeah. And I just felt like, well, who am I doing this for anymore? Because the rest of the, my guys were off doing different things, yeah. and like I wanted to move forward from it basically. And, and so this just, was how long? This was like from so from fifteen. This was like to, two two thousand and five. Right, so ten years. You basically put a decade in. Well, yeah, like the first thing in '97, yeah. I did the first pieces, but I didn't get started with graph properly beyond little tags here and yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. until you, 2001. Okay, cool. So yeah. then, so for five years or so, yeah, for yeah. five years or so, it was like full on, full on, yeah, yeah just bombing out there. Yeah, but like, obviously, you get tired of yeah. the of the same yeah. system. <laughs> I mean, well, if you want to I mean, call it that, because it's like a, I can literally, I, I can understand what you're saying because you fucking smashed it. Yeah, we definitely and it, it like, must went have in. got to a point where you were like, right. So this is the point we're talking about. Yeah. What next? Yeah, where, where we'd like done everything we talked about doing when we were like yeah. younger. Yeah. You know, five years previous. Yeah. And like, obviously, the rest of them are a bit older than me, yeah. so we're going to have to do that thing. I was doing my shit on my own, and then, uh, but yeah, looking at like, you know, street art was emerging then. Okay. Uh, I was interested in like illustration and yeah. art. Do you know what I mean? I'd look at comic strips or even like just. Yeah. I could see how illustration. I would notice some illustrators and see that they probably used to do graph cool. by the way they were drawing. Yeah, you'd and see then it, lines and you'd be like, hang on. That's a graffiti thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it clicked that obviously people were making like a living out of yeah. art who have come from a graffiti background. I also like that time 2005, I went to Berlin for the first time yeah. and would just see the way, and Barcelona. Um, and just see the way that uh, they would bomb out there and how it wasn't restricted to just names. There was lots of, like, logo bombing. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. had, like, Lamano in yeah. Spain and Pears, and then in, in Berlin you had Crippo with the fist. Yeah. And even the letter form stuff was just mad inventive for the times, yeah. like doing big rollers that don't say your tag. Yeah. You just say slogans and things. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? That kind of like... Yeah, a lot more uh, freedom with the, within the culture. Basically. Seems, yeah, yeah. Without even touching the street art, really. It was still graffiti. It was still graffiti, yeah. But it, there was a slight... There was a bit more anarchy well, it was, within it. Anarchy, yeah, definitely. And also... We're, we're from a culture that's meant to not have any rules, but it's got a million and one rules. And so when 
you have go to Europe yeah. and you see this freedom it's yeah. like anarchy within our culture exactly you know? yeah 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 um, so but even to this day you know like a lot of the stuff I was seeing in Barcelona and Berlin at the time it was what people call street art but mm. at the time I didn't think of it like that no. because there's no difference if you see like a train running yeah. and it's got a repeated logo painted on it and yeah. you see rooftops of it they're just bombing they're not yeah, doing bombing. anything doing different just job. because you, exactly the yeah, same yeah, job yeah. risking exactly the same shit yeah, 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 yeah. they're just Especially painting a different picture you mentioned though, like the Mano man I mean, like, yeah. that you can't have you ever call nah. a, a street artist he's a bomber yeah yeah right but like it Dumbo. was Dumbo yeah, yeah 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 there was a bunch of people in France you had the coat hanger guy yeah and, that's right yeah. uh, so then I started wanting to do that in London basically okay. and that's what inspired you to yeah back yeah yeah it started yeah basically chapter three creativity Jack and his friends expand their horizons for the studio space and being very productive with their creative energy we talk about him and his friends starting an art movement on the streets of Kentish and Camden Town commission work putting on club nights and putting out clothing the commercial work subject is raised and we discuss other cultures and how they work with the balance of pop versus authentic and how being an independent gives you so much freedom whatever culture you're in and then back to politics and what drew him back into that world and why the voice was needed. started wanting to do that in London basically. Okay. And That's what inspired you to yeah, come back and Yeah, 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 started... Yeah, basically. Um, and I started doing a lot of that but not so much bombing with it. I, I wanted to get into doing murals, okay. like permission murals, yeah. or like in abandoned places and do things you want to like say that. What the first logo was? Yeah, so I used to do the fly thing. Yeah, my son used to call you the fly guy. The fly guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alongside, and obviously my fr- uh, monkey. Uh, and you know, at the time, it was like um, Kentish Town and Camden, obviously Shoreditch around mid noughties was where it was all popping off in street yeah. art and we wanted to kind of also show that like Kentish Town and Camden was a creative area yeah. do you know what I mean there's shit going on because there was yeah. but it was always seen as not Camden obviously Camden's always had a reputation but Kentish Town used to be seen as like not really somewhere you want to go yeah, yeah, yeah. like as yeah. exactly but there was an energy there and so we painted loads of stuff around there um, which like caused quite a, like, a buzz at the time I guess yeah. Um, some people loved it some people hated it like as always yeah like you know so we were just painting all the shop fronts and getting permission walls everywhere which basically turned the area into some mad colourful like place Uh, and then off the back of that I set up a website where had some of the murals illustration stuff stuff I did in the studio collages like connected to it and uh, started started getting work off the back of that basically because when we were painting these murals people would come up to us all the time and be like can you come and do my laundrette and like and these weren't like you were painting murals I remember the paintings but they weren't really commissions no but you were getting asked to do come and can you come and do this yeah yeah, yeah. because you were getting to paint your thing you were bombing yeah 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 but in a in such mad places yeah it it was it was weird it was yeah. I guess as well, like people didn't weren't used to seeing people people painting on the streets at that no, time. Not in that part of London as well, definitely. No. Not. Because yeah, you're right. Shoreditch was getting it in a yeah. certain way, but no one was worth. You couldn't walk down because back then as well, Kentish was still its own neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? It still is, but you understand it was a different London even then. Yeah, it was a bit <laughs> disconnected. So yeah, to see that wildfire yeah. going off, man, it was like wow. Yeah, no, it was interesting. Yeah, it was. It was really interesting. It was mad to watch that whole that whole movement start actually, and then 
watch, especially your crew, because the, then obviously the, the logo came about around mm. around just around the same time. Yeah. And then I remember in 2006, or no, it must have been seven, I came to Kentish Town High Road one day and rang a buzzer, and then I walked up like four flights of rickety fucking stairs and I walked into this mental studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so was all four of you. It was four of you in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was four or five rooms. Yeah. Completely battered, but all really productive. Yeah. I remember there being like an office room, which is where people were greeted. Yeah. It was fucked. <laughs> fucked. Massive yeah. London map on the wall. And then in the other rooms, there was like canvases in one room and then there was like large, massive paint and just fire yeah. extinguishers and all that shit in another and clothes in another room and yeah, stacks yeah. of canvases in the next and yeah grotty little it was amazing <laughs> yeah though, man. it was, it was, it was literally mad. like fuck I've got some amazing photos yeah. that spot actually man that was um so that's when you were like right hang on let's do, let's do something well that was like you know what so there was the, the, the period when I was doing the London Frontline stuff with Monkey mm. um that basically was quite separate to like ATG really yeah. because as I said that they'd all gone off and do different things yeah. Yeah. so they hadn't come back yet but so you've already you've, come, you've conceived yeah. this idea and it's working really well with yeah. yeah. and that whole thing about what I'm talking about hadn't really just happened yet you no still no that kind of came around like a year or two uh, later I yeah basically so um how did it work again yeah so people came back and we kind of regrouped but like we weren't looking to just go back out and smash the city. Again. No, we done that. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't. We still were painting. We were yeah, still yeah. painting. Don't get me wrong, but like that wasn't exciting enough for us. Yeah. Like straight up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People might say like whatever, but like it just if it's not exciting for you to do, yeah. then it's and not. And the other thing is, as well, that you, partly that would have come down to age as well. Yeah. You've grown. Like there's different yeah. interests. Your urges are different. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we we just like collectively saw that we could do something else with it mm. do you know what I mean and, yeah. and like we all loved raving and stuff and yeah. so like putting on raves and like having clothing do you know what I mean that people could represent and yeah. turn it into a, a broader culture yeah. basically um, and yeah it was definitely like one of the big stepping stones taught all of us a lot I think yeah. because there wasn't that many like models of that you know that kind of operation at the time to base your thing on there was artists doing big things who crossed over and doing commercial things there was rave promoters there was streetwear was a separate thing Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean there was like streetwear brands and that's what they were and like us fusing all of it was just a mad experiment and you know it it kind of people viewed it in various different ways about what we were doing and the politics around it and whether but at the end of the day it was just like we weren't trying to say we were just a graffiti crew anymore no. and we were trying to do other things with it um, so like but th- some people forget as well how popular the blog was at the time yeah because that was like you forget like ATG obviously it's, blog, yeah. yeah the ATG yeah. blog like yeah. that was there's a lot of stuff went on went down on there yeah know, in yeah. terms of yeah. seeing what was going on a lot of the beef that was happening at the there's time a lot of comments a lot of comments yeah, a lot yeah. of, lot of yeah, it was big. It was big. Yeah, blog days one. like you know, there's yeah. you had like ten blogs that you would yeah. check daily or, yeah, like, or yeah, something, and do you know what I mean. So if it was one of them, then you're basically yeah, yeah. getting a lot of hits. Um, but yeah, like it was, um, it was, it was a roller coaster because as well at the time we were trying to run it like a business. Yeah, it was a like, first and foremost we were still a crew. Yeah, and it's based on our lifestyle, but like business was coming into it. We're putting on yeah. raves. Do you know what I mean? We're yeah. trying to like turn it into like a legit living yeah. 
but we were all still like pretty reckless yeah like not so much on the graph a bit on the graph but partying Out so there. yeah You're like raving yeah yeah we were getting 20s now. yeah basically yeah, getting exactly. proper stuck in so it's like um yeah it's just it like a, mad, a mad time a really yeah man. i know yeah. it was obviously a business you were setting up but it was like um it was another you'd combined all these different things that you'd all loved over the years and yeah you it didn't fail because you, you left an imprint it's not you, yeah there it, it was more it was more than an experiment because you did you launched a successful clothing line that done really well and you, you, uh-huh. you launched amazing club nights yeah I went down to one of them one night and the fucking the queue was immense like, it was unbelievable like, yeah you, you caused a massive storm man. Like, yeah it was, it was yeah a mad movement yeah mad movement. I think you know we had people like your purist graph guys that hated on it and you had some people that loved it but at the end of the day like there wasn't like I said there wasn't many people doing it and fast forward to nowadays where graph is part of other operations yeah what we were just saying exactly branding the Instagram thing yeah 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 exactly it is part of something else yeah the the one and only exactly and we were experimenting with that so there might be like whatever there's tattoo artists where you know that they're Graph, yeah, their backbone yeah, is graph. Yeah. There's streetwear brands or yeah. whatever backbone is graph. Yeah. Right, like maybe not raves so much. I don't know. There's everything. Great you know. directors in companies. Exactly. Graph, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's not all about like selling graph out or it crossing right. over into the into the mainstream. It's about like how graffiti can influence wider movements. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that brings it right to a point. Is that it doesn't really matter what the culture is mm. because it's each of these any culture you could become involved in will kind of teach you the same ethos yeah about looking at things differently finding a different avenue for it to work for you yeah and then pushing it and graffiti is a real brilliant example of that it's an obvious example because it's so um, it's all to do with the eyes but yeah you see it all it's all like a real tangible thing yeah yeah and so you get to you learn all these tools of, of a trade while participating for a decade or two uh-huh. And then you end up thinking, "This is my life now. Yeah. And I can live the rest of my life knowing these these facts about how this culture's formed me and what it's taught." Yeah, me. yeah, exactly. And so, what do you do now? Now, uh, a mix of a mix of things. So, so you're still very creative. Yeah, it's still you've been still in the game. Creative. You've been painting yeah. solidly then, really, for twenty years. Uh, yeah, your first now. tags. Yeah, yeah. So you've been at it for twenty five. Say, do you know what I mean? And you know 22 25 years and so 20 years 20 yeah. years and you see just about the future yeah stemming from those first days yeah to what you do now and what yeah yeah you do now more than anything like what's uh, the outlet for you that's... so i still i still sell a lot of clothing wicked um and design i it still and sell it yeah design it sell it just printed t-shirts yeah but okay. i run i run a business like that yeah uh, I still do murals for companies on a re- fairly regularly basis, yeah. like um, offices or like bars, restaurants, whatever. And do you still actually saying that though? Do you still manage to keep your style? Is it still like you were doing with the the, the flyer? Yeah. Like Kentish. Yeah. Do you? St- I know you're not still doing the flyer, but are you 
do you still when you get your commissions now you still yeah. get to use your creative muscles and your creativity rather than just copying something that brand it's, it's a mix it's like a mix. I do a lot okay, of cool. stuff which yeah. no one will ever see so there's stuff to I mean? pay the bills but yeah. you do get a chance to do things as well where a bar's like we love your work Jack your yeah work yeah more and more now I'm getting Switches. like you know just the freedom to paint wherever That's I want lovely, do you know man. what I mean yeah, which yeah. is great I mean, you can choose more of that over anything else yeah you know I mean? yeah um, so that's good uh, like I drifted away from you know like the gallery work side of things mm-hmm. and doing studio work just got a bit disillusioned with that I would you know it's one of those things everyone would love to do big shows around the world and like sell paintings and I still try and make sure I put some time aside for doing studio work yeah. and like you know put bits online sell small pieces here and there but really like I shifted my focus onto kind of uh you know so the t-shirt company if you call it that that I run you know the the content that supports it that mm-hmm. makes people buy into it mm-hmm. is based around a lifestyle which yeah. is very creative do you know what I mean so it's like travelling and yeah. painting and, and so you're finding all your parts that you want to feed within yeah, this brand that you're working yeah, with, yeah. So the last like five years has okay. been very in, yeah, indulged in that. Outside of doing the commission work for murals yeah. and things like that, um, it's basically. So in in a way, like, say starting from the end of the noughties, 2010, yeah. 2011. By 2012, I started this new thing, right. and like, I felt, and I think a lot of other people felt that things have got a bit stagnant. Because if you remember, like how commercially driven Shoreditch and street art was, yeah, there was a patch where obviously you were in the middle of it. You had your gallery there yeah. at one point. Um, there was loads of galleries there, <laughs> and like there was a lot of people competing yeah. Yeah. for work. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, street art and all of the rest. And like I think c- creativity had basically the majority of things that have been put out by people in kind of the subcultures that I was aware of have become quite commercial yeah do you know what I mean and yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that I've always played a part in commercial work but yeah. there wasn't actually um that much of an alternative to it yeah. so even like I'll compare it always to like what happened with grime as well because it's happening at the same time mm-hmm. all of the biggest grime MCs or the ones that not the biggest but the ones that broke through yeah. had turned into like Europop yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. You know, it was yeah, like all of them did. About, Tiny yeah. Temper, N Dubs, Skepta gave it a go, Wiley yeah. did a bit, like uh Tinchy Strider, yeah. like loads of them. Um who else was there? Basically the ones that broke through, yeah. Chipmunk back then. They Dizzy. were making put Dizzy. Yeah. Grime was abandoned yeah. by them. Uh, you know, no f- you can't blame them. Do you know no, what I'm saying? They want to make something for themselves. Yeah. They're getting label offers, yeah. money. Do you know what I mean? Exactly they do the what they want to do. Going to work for Microsoft. Going yeah, paint for Microsoft. Nearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like at the end of the day, if you come from a graph background and you can't see how you're gonna make money out of doing yeah. something creative, yeah. and then suddenly someone's like, yeah, you can pay. Like anyone will do the mural. Any to. single yeah, person, surely. if you're yeah. if you're given a grand or yeah, whatever yeah. to do and do a painter on the wall. Yeah. Same thing happened with grime. But the thing is, is that I feel like it. The commercial side actually over dominated. By the end, it over dominated like the kind of the raw elements of things like grime, yeah. things like graph, even like streetwear. Like yeah. if you look at streetwear now, like Palace has a lot more of like a kind of edge yeah. than how it was back then. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. everyone and the way Skeptory came out yeah. with like, no, I'm taking it to grime. I don't give a fuck about labels. Yeah. I'm gonna do it how I do it. And it, it, these things, they've they've triumphed. 
because of that kind yeah. of spirit In, that everyone's independent, like independent independent yeah, not independent trying to spirit. I don't need to be part of that I can do it this way I can do it this yeah, way yeah, and yeah. I don't need your cosign yeah, basically yeah, yeah. and so going back to and I can what bring I was, my culture with it exactly I don't yeah. have to step out there and say yeah. goodbye to everyone no no bring my culture through. and you have freedom to do it how you want to do it yeah. Um, so yeah the thing I started was kind of in the same spirit as that as like just putting out content for the sake of putting out content yeah. no explanation for it yeah no way apparent way that anyone could get involved in it yeah. do you know what I mean it's it just, just this is this look yeah, at this yeah, 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 yeah. do you know what I mean here's my, like, next thing, here's my next thing yeah basically and so spent a while building that up and then eventually turned it into a up. kind of like a brand of, of of sorts like you know creative movement um, so I was doing that well your drops now though there are a lot mm. more um, there's a lot of thought that goes behind it you're not yeah. dropping pieces yeah, there's, there's a whole you get to you you get to be part of something with that brand. And yeah, you get to follow and watch the growth, collect, and then do the same again. Follow, watch the growth, yeah. collect again. Yeah, um, exactly. Cause the movement there. And so one other thing that I've noticed you be part of in your later years now is you've got quite a political voice. Mm. Yeah, um, and that obviously must link back to your parents like yeah. as, as one of the first. I mean. You, you're a man you've made mm. your own decisions to get into politics but yeah. I wonder so that must have been must have been like a part of it is that there's a bit of influence I understand a bit about politics my parents obviously yeah. communists and they knew a lot yeah, when yeah. you decide to be a communist in England yeah. I can imagine that must be you must know you must have to know a hell of a lot yeah yeah and definitely. so you're now you're, you're you're Jack and you do all these amazing and great creative things which people are loving and watching you do but you're now also using your voice to say political things and you're doing paintings yeah. as well that are quite political and statements yeah. and so how come that's become so important what, um, what was it when when did that happen and what was it you know what I think something definitely clicked uh, with me when the riots happened in 2011 okay because um, yeah, obviously as I said like my parents um, brought us up to basically not trust the system yeah. do you know what I mean long story short yeah, like yeah, yeah. question everything that's the family ethos the yeah. family ethos was like um, to, to basically help people wherever you can do you know what I'm yeah. saying to like uh, always look out for the, the needy yeah. do you know what I mean and, and explain to us the way the system is geared in an unfair way yeah, and you know when you're, we're young and see hundreds of people ask them why they would give us the, the full explanation yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, of yeah, this yeah. is They're the way because rich people look after themselves generally yeah. at the top a lot of them you know yeah. there's, there's, there's an elite of rich people yeah. in this country they that ignore. like they ignore because yeah and so we had a grasp over that um, from when we were What's very we, young so me and my sisters yeah, yeah so we've got a younger sister and an older sister okay. but we at the same time um like we didn't actually believe communism was uh, feasible, and we used to Who say that, that to you, my parents, kids. me and my sisters. Right, yeah. So you used to say, growing up in the nineties in London, yeah, in the early noughties, you're yeah. thinking, no, mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like you know, testament to them, like the communist party still exists, but seventies and eighties, it was a force. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Until the Soviet Union fell, it was a force, and probably if it was still going a lot of people we know would be part of it because it was basically just the the main left alliance yeah. so anytime NF were trying to walk through streets the communist party would be there to stop. to stop them do you know what I mean and communism has this like uh, kind of very negative 
like image really the media again yeah, yeah the media and even people that are quite informed will sometimes compare communism to fascism and you know find the links but from what I've been informed of by my parents by all their friends growing up the communism was basically the watchdog yeah. Over the okay. over the the, the corporates, That's over nice the capitalists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't trying to say like well, we all like need to you. give up all of our stuff yeah. and just work for. It. They weren't trying to say is you know we need right. to go to like some Russian style or Korean style yeah, from yeah, communism. Yeah. It's just basically the communists of the world. Yeah. Look out! They're like the left wing watchdog. Yeah. Do you know we what I'm saying? Look out for each other. Some people earn and work. And behave differently yeah but it doesn't mean you have to turn your back on anyone else you no help is help like, exactly yeah and that the world has obviously lost a lot of that in yeah the, last 20 the, years the like left that. the kind of the proper left yeah, yeah. workers you know have been yeah. like washed out a little bit but so anyway going back to it we used to you know we grew up with you know mobile phones and yeah. like brands like everywhere yeah. um and so we would say like i don't think you could ever reverse this country into communism which I think is probably true yeah. do you know what I mean we've gone too far into consumerism yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's so taken ho- over more than it isn't just the powers that be that control this communism now people would, yeah. it's kind of an addiction for people to yeah. survive now in the western world yeah like, yeah consumerism is literally a part of life yeah I wouldn't like it if all brands are no, taken away exactly. I love clothes yeah, you know what exactly. I mean I like different things and, and the freedom of all of it is become yeah. so much integral to our life so yeah I see what you mean by yeah. I've not been able to take over in that sense but there's there's something else there like, what is it what, what? well so like you know but I was very aware of how like especially early noughties I remember after like the trade centres went down yeah. and like being young but watching I remember when Tony Blair got in and my parents all their friends were like this is bad and I was like but you're Labour right yeah. like yeah but he's guy. doing something he's shifting this over to be like the Tories and it's, yeah. it's not proper basically I didn't really understand but then following on from the trade centres and the way Blair sided with Bush yeah. And all of that, even for like a young brain, I think young people will still be able to understand this yeah. is fucked up. This is wrong. This surely. is fucked up. Like, yeah. what? Look at what's going on here. They've, they've just invaded places without any yeah. reasoning. And then uh, I've been know, told all my life that you need proof to yeah this, that, and third. And then what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. like it angered my sixteen-year-old yeah, yeah. brain. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And like, my dad was part of the, you know, started to stop the war coalition. Oh, wow. You know, with um, George Galloway and yeah. Lindsay German. Um, Corbyn was involved uh-huh. as well uh, so I remember you know the march over a million people through London yeah, yeah. and and I remember him Tony Blair ignoring people yeah. do you know what I, I mean and actually. going to, to this war which led on to so things like that angered me I could also see the way like um, especially when I got older but even when I was younger as well the way that um, consumerism was was kind of inflaming young people yeah. do you know what I mean in, in making people more violent yeah. basically do you know what I mean Kids the one decisions that weren't really yeah you, you know far, basically yeah. you know it was just you know, they wanted what 50 cent had and yeah, they yeah, you know yeah. all the adverts stepped up everything yeah. phones became flashier all of that kind of thing and I'm not saying that, you know that's a different kind of thing to get into talking about how consumerism but works the ins and outs but I yeah. noticed it and then with the riots especially I just thought like I remember, you know, I was in Hackney watching yeah. all of the riots yeah, yeah. there. Came back to Camden, see everything getting smashed up. And obviously, for everyone, that was a time where you sat there and you're thinking, "Well, what's going on here?" Like yeah, everyone's seriously. just suddenly gone like that around the whole country. Yeah, they've snapped. 
and they're smashing everything up. Yeah. And like it was way too easy for the government to say, oh, this is just opportunistic yeah. crime and stuff. It obviously wasn't. Do you know what I mean? And well, this is the thing that annoyed me about that, man, because when it kicked off, I was living on Kings and Road at the time, but I was actually about to go off to the Isle of Wight with my son that afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, when we managed to get out of the city before it all kicked off down Kings and Road too much, but. I was like, yes, the fucking youth have risen. Yeah. I was over the moon. I was so excited. I was happy. Two, three hours in, four mm. hours in, consumerism took over. Yeah. And the point yeah. of it all disappeared. Of course. And it yeah. upset me. And not all of it. I'm not saying everyone who was yeah. out four hours later was doing that. No, nah, yeah, it was a... F- it was a, it was a looting It was a thing. fucking looting. Yeah, and, yeah. And obviously it gave the media a lot of fucking... And the government yeah. a lot of reason to talk yeah. the way they wanted to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But I think, you know, I still put it back to, like, you know, um, the fact that young people have been, like, um, swamped with yeah, adverts yeah. with consumerism, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, it's not their fault. All their lives. It's not their fault. I, um, I was sad and then that you, they caved into it that day, but of I course. fully understand why. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Because I know if I was five years younger and yeah. my son wasn't with me that weekend yeah. and probably wasn't with the girl I'm with, yeah. I'd be there. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I mean they, like, they... If it had happened decades before, yeah. people still would have snapped. Yeah. But look at the riots in, you know, like Broadwater Farm and Brixton yeah, back in the day. It was a pitch battle sense. against yeah, yeah. police, and it would yeah. have still been the same. It was like that in Hackney. It was like that in yeah, Brixton yeah, yeah, and yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. But people were looting outside of it because of how we've advanced. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As like there's all these well, banks also, and chain shops yeah. everywhere, and on every single street, exactly. Bank, massive brands. What yeah. Do, what do you think is going to happen on the street that happens with the riot? You yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But you seem to have big brands everywhere. Yeah. Like, Basically, yeah. you squeezed people, yeah. and they reacted in yeah. a way which like is in keeping with well, the, the environment they brought yeah. up in. Do you know what I mean? They're killing our neighbourhoods and making them all look the same, and this, that, and the third. Yeah. Like, of course, JD's going to get smashed in, or whoever. Yeah. So these things that you you watched and witnessed. And obviously the the political stuff that you saw from your you know the early noughties to yeah. up to maybe two or three years ago it all kind of soaked in but you weren't really making any movements about it. No, I was just angry before that. Yeah. Like, but not not like running around saying I'm angry at politics. No, it was just inside you knew. Yeah, this don't feel right. And I know a bit more because of what my parents have told me. And yeah, I've a certain way. This doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, and now you seem to have this. The last couple yeah. of years I've seen a voice come out of you, which is right. I hadn't seen hadn't seen in previous years. Yeah, no, I definitely like to kind of um, get a bit vocal with it. But yeah, so before say 2011, when these things would be brought up, I would yeah. just be like, "Fuck yeah. politics!" Basically, yeah, they don't yeah, listen. Yeah. It doesn't matter which way you vote. I was yeah. fully in that yeah. camp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, at the end What's of the day, enough? yeah, like this is all this is all bullshit. Yeah. The whole the whole thing needs to be overthrown. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then after the riots. I didn't really change my mentality like that, but I thought, you know what, like, as, as like, somebody who's had a support network growing up, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean, and um, is connected to a lot of these people, yeah. I should get involved with doing, like, more youth projects and yeah. things like that and showing them how yeah. you can kind of... Yeah. And that was my stance in terms of politics. Find I was your like, own power, and you wanted to show people how to yeah, find their own power. Yeah, it's like, look, yeah. Yes, there is a lot of shit out here, but look, I yeah, can show you something that kind of exactly. Yeah, because it's one kind of you know small positive influence. Not everyone does that though, Jack. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's like you you decided to say I'm gonna step up and do this. Yeah, like, I want to go and show people. Yeah, that there's help out there. Or, or, this can help. And yeah, definitely creativity being a key of it, really. And yeah, because I just felt like. I have big ideas of what I want to do and hopefully someday I will put them into practice but like um, I had this idea of basically where where the government was cutting funding for all of the support yeah. networks for young people and where like 
politics had become so like clearly young people were angry do you know what I mean yeah, our generation yeah, yeah, yeah. had been like screwed over basically yeah. by New Labour and then the Tories do you yeah. know what I'm saying so I had this idea of doing workshops that were like not just about graph pulling in lots of people from the creative industry yeah. um, to like talk to young people also bringing in people from like you know like uh, the left from the progressive left do you know what I'm saying like yeah. old socialists who can explain to people how you can as young people get mobilised and, and make changes you know make changes regardless yeah. of what the government's yeah. kind of handing you Which down is. so that was my idea obviously that's a huge that's kind of idea. it's, it's still my idea yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. something but like um you know like uh that yeah so it kind of clicked with me then that that would be a good idea but i still wasn't kind of thinking about politics because my parents would say like oh so how do you feel about this or that i, was like, I don't yeah, i don't really care yeah, yeah, and yeah. i was like my my opinion was just to work help those around you yeah. have a positive influence where you can and work locally basically and yeah. change and if everyone changes things on their doorstep you can kind of like ignore yeah. the kind of the corrupt the nature of the, of the government yeah, yeah, exactly. who aren't clearly aren't helping yeah. um, so yeah it's kind of just tr- trickled on from there and obviously you know I'm a big fan of Corbyn when he got in that made me realise oh shit like the system isn't completely rigged because this guy's got through the door yeah, he's you know what I mean yeah. he slipped in and he's basically saying and you he's... also knew his pedigree because yeah you, you knew his socialist past you knew yeah. the, the, the fact that he was working with your dad back then yeah. yeah completely the anti-war movement and all that type of stuff yeah he's Holloway yeah. socialist Labour MP yeah. I mean his whole life he's campaigned you know for the right causes and you must have been like yes yeah it was just you know like it's made me now realise that you know, like you can change politics from within. There's something really visible right now yeah. for us, and I think, you know, it, it, it's the whole change thing. Change is a big word, and yeah. you know, each country seems to find it, try to find it, and strive for it. And obviously, we see what happened with America with their mad view of change after Obama's eight yeah. years. And not to say his years were amazing out there, but you know, that was a massive change and a lot of positivity and, and inspiration, if anything. Mm. But their view of change this time round has. And I know it wasn't the people's fault; it was the JP. Yeah, we. It does. It, it. I think it does prove to people though that we we can make the change. We mm-hmm. can make the thing happen. Thank God we haven't got an American system where we've got someone like the uh, the college folks to be able to fucking doesn't matter what the people say. Right. Yeah. 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 We've we've actually got a voice in this country. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what way you vote; just fucking use it, mm. man. Like, yeah, be, yeah. Be counted because. It, yeah, it makes a difference now, and especially I, I, I'm hoping that pretty much every person over 18 and especially mm. 18 to 24, those people, 400,000 people, yeah, 400 people, people between 18 and 24 have signed up to vote mm-hmm. on this one, and that was that was a figure from last week. I'm hoping yeah. it's gone up another 100,000 this week, and we're trying to hit that 15 million people that didn't vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really want. Yeah, yeah. But if a massive majority of those people have looked at the system in the, in the last 10 years and just thought, you know what, my mum and dad have struggled. Mm. There's nothing set up for me here. The NHS seems to be... All we're hearing about is the NHS failing, but that's just the media telling us that. It's yeah. failing because it's not funded. And hopefully everyone realises that and we get this fucking good man in. Because yeah, yeah. He will be a difference. He will He's be a change. Complete, complete game changer. Yeah. And that's nuts then, so you've brought... To start with politics, be born in such a political family yeah. and then to you know, go off and do that whole school thing and cultural thing and the cannabis thing and... Yeah, make a massive movement in graffiti because your crew is definitely the, one of the biggest crews to come out of London in the last 20 years without a doubt mm. has to be in the top five if not less mm. your crew really made an impact and then your cultural impact after that and your inspiration that you pushed out throughout the city yeah. and further 
yeah. um, with parties in Iceland and all that type of shit. Like yeah. Your crew name and this, that, and the yeah. You know, you've been to Ibiza and LA with it. Uh-huh. You lot have done an amazing thing, man. And it's brilliant to see this. I, I was never really political, but I've been quite excited over the last year or two. It's kind of around yeah. the same time you started picking up on it as well. And I'm yeah. older than you, but so I'm obviously. But I'm excited about watching this next yeah. chapter of your your story. And yeah, your your idea does sound big, and um, it might sound a bit daunting at the minute. But I yeah. can't see why you'd never achieve it, man. Because you've done a lot, yeah. and there's no time limit. No. You know what I mean? I think it's about your spirit and it sounds exactly. to me that, you know, London's moulded you and culture's really helped you find a voice mm. and creativity is something you weren't managing to give out to people, man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was um trying to keep that going hundred yeah. percent. Definitely. That was um that's a sick sick story, man. Yeah, I'm good chatting, man. That, man. That was yeah, that was really nice. Wicked. It was really inspiring. Yeah, nice one, man. I see your tattoos quickly. Last thing about your tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. have you got here? You've got, yeah, your, got an ATG one. You've got the crew logo. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one I did. Yeah. In 21. Um, this was, uh, these are my grandparents who died. Okay. Uh, yeah, AM and DM. I, yeah, AM and DM. Um, in like uh, 2007. And then this is my granddad up in uh, Scotland. He used to be obsessed with puffins, basically. Okay. So, like, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. So like, when I went up there, I just kind of like took loads of different parts of puffins and then drew this out. Um, just before he died, and I showed it to him. Like, yeah. didn't really know what to make of it. Well, old fashioned. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> nah, it made him happy though. Uh, this is yeah, Terry for corn. Old yeah, friend Jeffrey. Corn. Yeah, yeah. Um, who passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. Got this done in Mexico. What else have I got there? So there's my mum's dad's initials, dad and mum's initials there, the hammer and sickle, and the yeah, heart around him. Got the a lacoste crop there, yeah, the hat on, Camden Borough logo. It's my son, Vince, Petty Prince one? Vince. Girl out in Paris, little French lady. Yeah. yeah, got a H there for my wife. Lovely, man. Slowly building them up. Mate. That was wicked. Yeah, nice one, man. Yeah. Cheers for getting me down. Really enjoyed that. Man. Cozy chat in a cozy <laughs> little room. Yeah. <laughs> 24, man. Yeah. Wicked. Sick. Jack's a really intelligent, creative and energetic guy. His crew made some of the best moves in the city over the last 10, 20 years. And the energy is still there being put out in many various ways, which continues to push a massive wave of inspiration over the city. He's grown to be a voice of the youth, a husband, a dad, and a businessman with ethics as clean and clear as they can be. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Until the next one, love your city, love your culture. When I put this edit together, I was thinking about one of Jack's best friends and someone I've known for 20 plus years. Jan Francis, Asset, ATG, rest in peace, brother. Kilburn kids.